0: Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Hey, really glad to have you along with us for the Tuesday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. We have good, we have bad, we have crazy martinis today. We're going to be talking about the Cuomos. We're going to be talking about the American people wising up to what's in this disastrous Build Back Better, allegedly, uh, legislation, and we'll talk about a weird new Twitter policy towards the end. Uh, we're brought to you by wonderful sponsors again today, one of which is Ritual Multivitamins. And in addition to providing you quality vitamins in that multivitamin, we also deserve to note we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly. Multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients and bioavailable forms that your body can actually use. But what you won't find there are sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, artificial colors, none of that stuff. But it does have a nice fresh taste to go along with the quality vitamins. And the delayed release capsule makes taking your vitamins easy. I can attest to that. I've taken uh, Ritual multivitamins, and I think they're doing a good job of helping me stay healthy. Ritual is the multivitamin
1: reimagined. Now, multivitamins should contain key nutrients in forms that your body can actually use so that you can help fill in gaps in your diet with no shady extras. Ritual's delayed release capsule design delivers high quality nutrients, including vitamin D3 in just two daily pills. And Ritual is made traceable, which means you'll always know what nutrients you're taking and where they come from. Thanks to Ritual's one of a kind
0: visible supply chain. So get those key nutrients without all the BS. Ritual is offering three martini lunch listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash martini to start your ritual today. All right, Jim, let's start with the good martini, of course. And that is the latest poll out of Rasmussen. Yes, Joe Biden is still underwater. That doesn't surprise many people. 43%, I think, approve. 52% disapprove. But uh, this signature piece of legislation that is just absolutely required for us to fully recover economically and otherwise, and uh, build for the future. Not popular. Most of the key provisions here deeply underwater, which means once again, the American people are doing an excellent job of paying attention. We love to to see that. Hopefully, a little bit of it's coming from listening to this podcast. But uh, let's uh, look at some of these numbers. When informed that the uh, Build Back Better authorizes various payments to illegal aliens. disapproved while only 28% approved. As far as the bill's provision to give the IRS more access to personal financial information and bank transactions, 73% are opposed, a rather obscure facet providing a tax credit of up to $50,000 to print journalists, which we've talked about, wasn't popular either, with only 19% approving it. Uh, but it doesn't stop there. Guaranteed basic income is also a loser. If a person is physically capable of working, 78% believe that they should have to actively look for a job before receiving cash payments. A slim majority, 53%, want to keep Medicare the same as it is now, while just 34% want to see it expanded. Jim, what do you make of the American people clearly understanding what's in this bill and not wanting much to do with it?
1: The first thing I jump out or I want to emphasize to listeners, Greg, is that this comes from Scott Rasmussen, uh, the actual pollster who's now publishing at scottrasmussen.com. The company that has his surname, Rasmussen Reports, he sold to another group. Um, and that uh, they have traditionally given like the most, I don't want to say Republican leaning, throughout the Trump presidency, Rasmussen reports generally had the best numbers for Trump and the worst numbers for Democrats. So if you want to dismiss them and say, ah, they have their thumb on the scale, fine. Okay, this is from Scott Rasmussen himself. And I think the other thing you should note is if you look at all the other polls he's done lately, uh, generally they are in line with what you'd expect. Biden's at a 43% approval Uh, 49% think that relaxing COVID restrictions would be good for the economy. 30% say it would be bad. 81% say inflation is an ongoing problem. 9% say the worst is behind us. 43% say Rittenhouse did stupid things but is not a murderer. All, none of those numbers jump out at me as saying, "Oh, wow, that that, that sounds weird, or doesn't look right, or uh, I don't really know." That, that's all in the ballpark of where at least I would th- would think public opinion would be. So, uh, you know, does this mean these numbers are absolutely true? Uh, look, you know, this polling is always a moving target, but none of these numbers seem crazy or irrational, or you're wondering if people misunderstood the question or or something like that. And the other thing is you look at these splits, you know, 60% disapproval, 28% approval, uh, 73% opposition to the giving the IRS more access to personal financial information than bank transactions. Look, let's say Scott Rasmussen is off by 10 percentage points. Those are still really bad numbers, right? You can give the Biden administration the benefit of the doubt on every one of these questions and it's not going to be all that different there's, you know their agenda is still particularly unpopular. And also I think maybe even more important than the unpopular, it doesn't feel connected to what people are worried about right now. Inflation, supply chain issues, paying for gas, paying for food. look those, you know you talk about kitchen table issues. Food is what you put on the kitchen table, right? This 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 video you know, quite literally gets people where they live, and I think you probably could throw in a great deal of the the you know pandemic and worries about Omicron and things like that. So like you add all this up, the idea of oh we need to do a whole lot more spending and we need to finance you know local news journals. No, no, that's not really what people are worried about right now. We need to pay illegal immigrants. No, that's not what people are, are yearning for. You know, this this administration and their congressional allies just seem really out of touch and really disconnected from what people are really grappling to deal with at this moment. So uh you add all this up, it you know, not only does it I think it lessen the chances that build back better uh will get passed, I think it also suggests that. Uh, if Democrats do pass it in the, oh, this will help save us in the midterms, there's really little reason to think that. Um, and that they, I think the other, right now, the biggest fear is that they may think that the getting, you know, wiped out in the midterms is baked in the cake. So they might as well pass what they want to, and, you know, not worry about the consequences.
0: No, I think you had a really good point on this a couple of weeks ago, Jim, maybe even more recently than that. And that is that these numbers should be a deterrent to Democrats passing this bill, particularly a couple that come to mind in the U.S. Senate and maybe some in the House the next time it comes up there, because obviously the Senate won't pass the same version. But there seems to be this mentality we saw in the first couple years of the Obama administration when Obamacare was deeply unpopular and they just jammed it through anyway. And that's that, uh, you know, maybe it's worth it to not be in the majority as long as we get everything we want on our wish list. It's not the way to stay in power, but it's the way to uh, definitely make sure that their policies are in place uh, pretty much uh, in perpetuity. Good point. You had a good point. (laughs) I I agree with that writer, Greg. He's a wise guy. He knows what he's (laughs) talking about. All right. Well, we did. uh, We had a change of plans over the holidays. We were supposed to go visit my wife's side of the family, but uh, one of my daughters came down with COVID. Very mild case. She's fine now. Uh, But we couldn't travel. And so we had to, uh, you know, think of different options for meals. Uh, And one of them that we're super glad that we had on hand was uh, bacon wrapped filet mignon from uh, Omaha Steaks. So, you know, uh, we did have the turkey on Thanksgiving, but we also had a fantastic meal with those steaks. Uh, We still got the burgers. We're looking forward to those. And so it wasn't the holiday we expected, but it was Kind of a nice uh, twist, Uh, a stay at home Thanksgiving and uh, Omaha Steaks definitely made it better. But the holidays are also around the corner and finding the perfect gift can be tricky. But Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. What you need to do is go to OmahaSteaks.com and enter Martini into the search bar in order to order the perfect gift package. For 99.99 you'll get 24 entrees like the world famous bacon wrapped filet mignon, chicken breast, sides, desserts and so much more and when you use the promo code martini you'll also get an additional 8 Omaha Steak Burgers free with your order. So we've heard all the reports about shortages and shipping delays. Don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code martini. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. I can certainly attest to that. omahasteaks.com, keyword martini. All right, Jim, on to the bad martini. And this is news that broke yesterday afternoon, CNBC actually, with the lead on this. And we kind of knew about Chris Cuomo's involvement in his brother's damage control operation uh, in the New York Governor's scandal months ago, but now we know that it's deeper than he admitted to the public and certainly we would expect to CNN. The story says Chris Cuomo was actively in touch with Melissa DeRosa, who was the then governor's top aide about incoming media reports that detailed alleged sexual harassment by the governor, according to exhibits from the attorney general's probe and a transcript of his interview with the state's investigators. He also lobbied to help the governor's office as it sought to weather the storm of accusations and he dictated statements for the then governor to use. Quote, please let me help with the prep. Chris Cuomo said to DeRosa in one message in early March, then three days after The New York Times reported about how the governor, Cuomo, attempted to kiss a woman in an unwanted advance at a wedding. Chris Cuomo texted DeRosa, I have a lead on the wedding girl. CNN issued a comment hours after the publication of this article, saying the news organization would be reviewing the documents, and so they're going to seek additional clarity. Jim, so uh, some people say, well, you know, blood is thicker than uh, water on this. Doesn't excuse the lying, obviously. But Jim, this is a major member of the mainstream media who lied to his employer, lied to the public, and was actively involved in his brother trying to survive a scandal. So the question now is, does Chris Cuomo survive at CNN?
1: Uh, Interesting. We were just kind of discussing this with a couple of my colleagues. And the only reason for keeping him if you're CNN is that, well... The right time to fire him would have been at any one of these previous terrible revelations. <laughs> so at this point, in for a penny, in for a pound, right? You know, and also I, I do wonder if the Zucker and the other executives at CNN will have this mentality of if we fire him now, we're admitting the critics have been right all along when we have been adamantly insisting, no, this is, you know, much ado about nothing. And we've had a tough talking to with Chris Cuomo. He's not going to do it again. But I, I great. listen to it. Are you telling me Chris Cuomo lied? <laughs> Indeed, it is true. Um, the other thing which I, I, we were contemplating this. Look, he may get canned and I hope, he, like, certainly he deserves it. It's not justifiable. I don't like, oh, I did it because I love my brother. Well, if your brother was an ax murderer, would you do the same? And I guess at this point, you know, it's a hypothetical example, but maybe Greg, we do have to wonder, is Andrew Cuomo an ax murderer? Because he did kill a whole bunch of senior citizens by sticking them in in uh uh, nursing homes and when COVID was spreading. The other aspect, I, I kind of I, I only thought of this, and I don't think anybody else has been you know reminding people of this. It's a little less than two months ago, September 24th, 2021 in the New York Times, big headline on the op-ed page, Chris Cuomo sexually harassed me. I hope he'll use his power to make change by Shelly Ross, who's a veteran television journalist and former executive producer at ABC and CBS. And she was his boss at ABC News. And apparently they're at some party and he grabbed her tush. And he thought he was going to do it in a fun, joke around way. And he did, by the way, he did this in front of the husband, uh, this, you know, Shelly Ross's husband. It's kind of like, never mind is, you know, Chris Cuomo lucky to be employed. He's lucky he has all of his teeth. And I, by the way, would strongly recommend don't try this on Mrs. Garrity or Mrs. Corumbus. I don't <laughs> think you'll just get a tisk, tisk, you know, thing. And oh, by the way, Shelly Ross had the email, got like a printout of the email from Chris Cuomo. Uh, June 2005, this was years and years ago, but it was apologizing and he said he was ashamed and all that kind of stuff. So why would Chris Cuomo bend over backwards to protect his brother from accusations of sexual harassment? Because he's a sexual harasser too, because they're two guys cut from the same cloth. There is no, oh, we're, it's all about sibling loyalty to family. No, there's nothing noble or honorable about any of this. This was one guy who's a creep trying to protect another guy who's a creep. And if this doesn't, like, if you, I really kind of wonder, like, where, where are the cries from within CNN? Because there are a bunch of people over there who I, I'm on good terms with and respect, and they, they don't seem like horrible people. They seem like the kind of people whose skin would crawl at the thought that somebody in their organization was acting as Andrew Cuomo's enforcer against the women who were coming forward with him about uh, sexual harassment. On the one hand, this may be finally comeuppance for Chris Cuomo. And I think it kind of demonstrates that his critics have been, just as with Andrew Cuomo, The critics were right all along and a whole bunch of people really try to gaslight you into believing, ah, it's very complicated, he said, she said, or, ah, Chris Cuomo was just talking to his brother and trying to be a supportive, no, no, no. This was effectively the merging of one of the biggest institutions in the mainstream media and in one of the worst, most corrupt, most selfish, thoroughly unprofessional, thuggish governors we have encountered in quite a while in this country and everybody involved should be ashamed of themselves and my sneaking suspicion is greg a lot of people really want this to get you know swept under the rug and forgotten about much like chris cuomo's sexual harassment which was on the front page which was on the op-ed page of the new york times less than two months ago absolutely no consequences
0: as far as i could tell if you're waiting for the network that kept jeffrey Tubin to do something ah! about uh, chris cuomo you're probably going to be waiting a while but uh, jim i'm just imagining the cuomo family thanksgiving dinner this year and the argument that the the brothers could have had and uh andrew cuomo saying you didn't help me enough and chris says i stuck my neck out for you i could lose my job you wrote these statements for me and i don't have the job anymore you failed
1: (laughs) and then they wrestled over the wishbone the only sad thing about the comeuppance of the cuomo brothers is it occurs just as you have absolutely nailed the Cuomo accent. Right. I'm very, you know,
0: Cuomo uh, staying in
1: power would have been good for you
0: and doing that impression. That's the only good thing <laughs> you would have to do. And we're glad he's gone. Well, we're going to have an interesting governor's race next year. We just got a Democratic congressman throwing his hat in the ring. Swozy, I think, is how you say that. Uh, Tish James, who's a radical leftist, but has played this brilliantly politically, from running the investigation to now running for governor. And then you got Kathy Hochul, uh, who's basically. Uh, Cuomo's dictatorial personality without the groping. So it's going to be quite the primary next year. And that's even without throwing de Blasio into the mix. So uh, have fun, New York Democrats. Let
1: the rumble begin.
0: All right. Before you rumble, though, you might want to make sure that your portfolio is doing well, whether you're invested in Wall Street or beyond. But with the dollar struggling a little bit, maybe it's time to diversify with gold and silver. And look, the price of silver has increased 340% since 2000. It continues trending higher. And if you want to explore investing in gold and silver, there's no better place to do it than universal coin and bullion.
1: Universal Coin & Bullion is offering our listeners a special locked-in price of just $30 for a beautiful one ounce 2021 American Silver Eagle Coin, the most popular coin in the world for collectors and investors. This limited offer is available at dealer's cost because Universal Coin wants you to own the first newly designed silver bullion coin since President Reagan signed the Gold Bullion Act in 1985. Call Universal Coin, the leaders in the precious metals industry, at 1-800-UCB-GOLD to get your beautiful U.S. Mint silver coin for only
0: $30. Postage is free, and you'll be dealing with the experts. And don't forget how much you can trust the folks at Universal Coin and Bullion. In fact, the company's president, Dr. Mike Fulgens, is recognized as America's gold expert by the U.S. government. He's also the 2021 Coin Dealer of the Year. They also have rare gold coins, but this special silver deal is only available using the code MARTINI. So call 800-UCB-GOLD. That's 800-UCB-GOLD. All right, Jim, we uh, have a crazy martini here. And it relates to yesterday's breaking news, I think, that Jack Dorsey is out as the head of Twitter. He's stepping down. He wasn't forced out. Uh, So there's a new uh, CEO on the way, and he's the former chief technical officer. But there's a new policy uh, that can get you in trouble on Twitter. They already have things like, you know, sharing people's home address or physical location, divulging their personal identity documents and that kind of thing. But the new thing involves media of private individuals. You can't post media of private individuals without the permission of the person or persons depicted. And so this, you know, seems like the Project Veritas policy, really, but uh, it goes much broader than that. I mean, that could involve media, really, of any kind, Jim. And there was more than one reply suggesting, does that mean law enforcement can't put up uh, video asking the public to help? Uh, identify people or putting up a photo of a wanted criminal or putting up a photo of a missing child. I don't know if that's exactly what they intend or if they're going to clarify the policy. But the idea that, uh, you know, if you want to do any sort of journalism or anything else on here about uh, exposing criminal activity or what have you, that it seems like Twitter's calling that off limits now. Yeah. I mean, one of the things to keep in mind is that this is how they're th- this is their response
1: to these types of complaints. Um, So I don't think it's a blanket, you know, algorithm that's going to scan and somehow figure out somebody to, uh, if somebody, you know, oh, we have this person who's not given their permission, we must take this down. This is how they're going to respond to complaints of abusive behavior. And I think hearing about, first of all, I concur with the assessment. It's very tough to believe that this is coincidentally coming out with the change of leadership. You have a sneaking suspicion that this is probably something that Dorsey did not like and that the new guy does like and wants to put into place. And I guess like, as with almost every other rule and law on the books, it depends a great deal on how it gets enforced. Uh, it you know depends a great deal on the judgment of those. And we've, you know, to use a you know, comparable example, most of us, of us believe that there should be a speed limit. Uh, I, like many other people believe that other people should have a speed limit and I should not. I'm a bit like David Letterman trying to get home to Connecticut and that then. Um, So the idea is that we should have some speed limit. The question is, do you want the cops enforcing it for anybody who's going 56 in a 55 zone? Or do you want it enforcing on people who are genuinely going way too fast and who represent a potential danger or threat to others? Um, You see this kind of thing about, you know, non-consensual nudity, uh, abusive behavior. Yeah, yeah, we all have this, you know, horrible nightmare, this thought of somebody taking images of us and putting it up on the Internet and saying false. Oh, OK, yeah, I can see that. Having said that, all of those exceptions or complications or all the stuff that you listed there, you can see how, I mean, almost any rule in the hands of a arbitrary, capricious, one-sided, biased, you know, axe to grind like Paul Bunyan uh, type person, administrator over Twitter can be abused and can end up with something terrible. So I'm going to wait and see on this. I, I don't think this is... Uh, quite as simple as they want. I think they've had complaints about it. And I think you said, yeah, what's probably going to happen is let's shut down anything co-associated with James O'Keefe, even if they're exposing genuine wrongdoing, because by golly, you know they didn't get the permission of the people who have been caught on camera you know, saying things that they never want other people to know about. But at the same time, we will not respond to complaints that this is being unfairly applied to people on the right or something like that. I'd love to be proven wrong but uh, you know, Twitter has not earned a lot of trust in this. All kinds of cancellations and uh, suspensions of accounts and shutdowns of account have been done with very vague descriptions, and it certainly seems to happen more to folks on the right than the left. Um, I'd love to be proven wrong, Twitter. You know, restore our faith. My guess is they, you know, this will be every bit as
0: bad as we suspect. No, I think you're exactly right about that. The double standard uh, will be glaring kind of like it already exists in the media with, you know, Hunter Biden or other political offspring, you know, depending on the party. So uh, anyway, we'll see what happens, but uh, not headed in the right direction, certainly in terms of freedom of speech. But Jim, busy day as always. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Greg. Jim Garrity, National Review. I'm Greg Corumbus of Radio America. Thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, do subscribe to the podcast. If you don't already, tell your friends about us as well. Uh, we are very grateful for your five star ratings and your kind reviews. Uh, please get us on your home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch podcast and follow us on Twitter. He's at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore score D.C. Have a great Tuesday and please join us again on Wednesday for the next three martini lunch. Hi, this is Greg Corumbus, and I'm here with Dr. Mike Fulgens. He's the president of Universal Coin and Bullion. Mike was recently named the 2021 dealer of the year by the American Numismatic Association. Mike, obviously the economy is pretty uncertain right now. Uh, Inflation concerns, front and center so how can owning gold and silver coins really provide folks some peace of mind these days well gold typically goes up in times when other investments go down experts call it a negative beta and the world gold council has shown in studies that a portfolio that has 10 to 20 percent weighted in gold outperforms one that doesn't so think of it as life insurance for the rest of your portfolio and I predict gold will break $2,000 next year due to the increasing national debt, inflation, and the increased spending we're seeing happening with the infrastructure bills that passed and are hopeful to be passed by the Democrats. Dr. Mike Fulgens is recognized as America's gold expert by the U.S. government. Contact Mike and his team of professionals at Universal Coin and Bullion to own your gold and silver coins now. Call 1-800-UCB-GOLD.